your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 345 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And the Rangers, coming off of just a couple of minutes ago, what can only be described as just a miserable performance, a 4-0 home loss to the New York Islanders, a loss that really deals a very damaging blow to whatever small playoff hopes might remain because the Bruins won tonight. So the Rangers now six points behind the Bruins and seven points behind the Islanders. The Rangers only have five games left, so that's a maximum of 10 points that they can get in those games. But, you know, I had a thought watching this game in the second period because this game is just kind of plodding along and the Islanders are playing their typical boring brand of hockey. I mean, it works for them. Credit where it's due. They do make it work. Doesn't make it any more entertaining for us to watch, especially when the Rangers are being shut out by the Islanders. But I had a thought because Locked On episodes, they generally, they want them to be between 20 and 30 minutes. And watching this game as it was getting into the second period, I had this sudden fear of like, man, how am I possibly going to talk about this game for 20 minutes? Because nothing happened. It was just a slow plotting game. Uh, The Rangers just could not get anything going. I didn't see them win a 50-50 puck the entire night. Uh, the superstars were basically non-existent. It was hard to even find them out there. It kind of was reminiscent of a very early season game for the Rangers because if you guys remember, uh, they got off to that really, really rough 1-4-1 and start, and I feel like they've been trying to pull themselves out of that hole ever since they got off to that start. But you had the superstars basically just non-existent out there. You had the Rangers taking bad penalties. I mean, they got it under control. It wasn't like an epidemic like it was during some games early in the season. But in the first 11 minutes of this game, the Rangers took two completely unnecessary offensive zone penalties. The first one was on Artemi Panarin. The second was on Pavel Buchnevich. But it's really hard to kind of find your game and get going and put your best foot forward and get off to a nice start in the first period for a change when you're playing a man down for a good chunk of the early portions of this game. And that's what we saw tonight. Another issue that was a problem early in the season. And look, it's not like face-offs have been necessarily a strength for the Rangers, but they have gotten better in that department as the season has gone on. But again, in this game, the Islanders end up winning 64% of the face-offs compared to just 36% for the New York Rangers. And honestly, I thought it was going to be worse than that because as this game went on, there were just so many extremely clean face-off wins for the Islanders that I thought, honestly, the stats would be more lopsided uh, in the Islanders' favor, that they would have won more than 64%. But, you know, one of them, it led directly to a goal that made the score 3 to nothing fairly early in the second period. So, yeah, I mean, the face-offs, the inability to win a face-off reared its ugly head for the Rangers, and the Rangers couldn't get anything going on the power play either. Now, granted, they didn't have that many opportunities. They only had two chances, but, I mean, both of these Ranger power plays were just miserable. I mean, they couldn't create a scoring opportunity to save their lives, and I think with the two Ranger power play opportunities combined, the best opportunity belonged to the Islanders. That's when it was 3 nothing, and Cal Clutterbuck had a chance on a 2-on-1. Igor Shesterkin made a pretty nice save and, uh, you know, kept the puck out, but, you know, that was kind of a hot-button topic on this podcast, and I think among Ranger fans in general going into this game was like, okay, uh, which goalie should the Rangers go with? Because you could go with Alex Georgiev, because he obviously 
Uh, Well, first of all, he's just been hot lately, despite playing very sparingly. But the bigger thing is just the fact that he is only Islanders throughout his career. So a strong case could be made for him, but a strong case could also be made for Igor Shosturkin. To begin with, he's your number one goalie. He's the franchise goalie. He's had a very nice season. And on most nights, you got to figure he's the goalie that gives you the best opportunity to win games. So a strong case could be made for either guy and, of course, you know, Igor coming off of two really strong performances against the Buffalo Sabres as well. So, yes, a strong case could be made for either goaltender. It was a moot point. It didn't matter. I, I could have been in net. It wouldn't have made any difference because nobody, none of the Ranger goalies are going to score any goals. They're not going to create any scoring opportunities. I mean, Igor Shesterkin maybe could because he's such a great passer. But you get what I'm saying here. It really didn't matter which guy was in net. Um, the Rangers didn't create any scoring opportunities. They just could not get anything going. It was just one of those nights where the offense was completely stagnant. And God, what a boring game. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, again, I know the Islanders. You got to give them some credit. They do what they do very well. But this was just a slow, plodding game. And, you know, I don't break out the B word very often when it comes to hockey. I think hockey games are inherently exciting. And the Rangers are a very exciting team, even when they get beat. You know, usually there's something entertaining happening during the game. But this was just a complete slog to sit through. And the Rangers, you know what? They're going to have to come out with a little bit more fire, a little bit more hunger on Saturday. And forget about the playoffs. Can we just beat the Islanders? You know, we've only beaten them twice in seven matchups this season. We got one left. Let's get one more win against this team. They got to come out and be ready to win some board battles, be ready to compete a little bit harder than they did in this game tonight because the Islanders basically just dictated terms of the game, and it was not a recipe for success for the Rangers, and you guys saw the result. Just a really, really bad performance for the Rangers and just a devastating loss as it pertains to the playoff picture. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement? Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and fairly priced, so you can give her something truly special and meaningful. The ring from Platt Boutique is amazing. It's so simple and clean, but the vintage details are just incredible. It's a perfect little ring that's so timeless and would make the perfect gift. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Let's talk about something nice that happened tonight. It had nothing to do with the Rangers' performance on the ice. It actually had everything to do with a pregame ceremony, which saw uh, Adam Fox presented with the Stephen McDonald Extra Effort Award. And for anybody who might be unfamiliar with this award, Mr. Stephen McDonald was a former U.S. Navy hospital corpsman and a third-generation NYPD officer, and he was actually shot in the line of duty back in 1986. The shooting left him a quadriplegic and... Unfortunately, he actually passed away four years ago, January 10th, 2017, but the Rangers established this award with him. It goes to the player who goes above and beyond the call of duty, and past winners include uh, Matt Zuccarello. He won the award three times when he was here. Mika Zibanejad has won it each of the past two years. Henrik Lundqvist has won it twice. Uh, Jed Ortmeier won it twice. Ryan Callahan won it four times, it looks like. Cam Talbot won it once. You get the idea, and this year, the... uh, 
winner of the award was Adam Fox. And I think he's a great selection because he really does go above and beyond every single night. And uh, obviously just a horrible thing that happened to Mr. Stephen McDonald. But, you know, he was always in good spirits. He was a huge Ranger fan. He was always at these games with his family right up until his, his passing just a few years ago. And it's just great to see the Rangers uh, continuing this tradition in the years that have followed. And again, Adam Fox, fantastic choice to win this award. Can't say enough good things about Adam Fox, the way he plays the game and uh, what he's meant to the Ranger team this year. Let's talk a little bit about the lineup decisions for this game as well. Unfortunately, you know, I'd love to just talk about Adam Fox winning the Stephen McDonald Extra Effort Award for the rest of this episode, but we do have to turn our attention back to uh, this really rough game for the Rangers here. You guys know I'm always glass half full, but I can't find a lot of positives to take away from this game. Unfortunately, you know, again, it was just one of those nights the Islanders prevent a big-time matchup problem for the New York Rangers. But, you know, going into this game, we knew that Chris Kreider was going to be a game-time decision. He ends up sitting. Uh, Jacob Truba still out. No word yet on when he will be back. Uh, but I think everything the Rangers did as far as their lineup, their line combinations, their defense pairings, I think everything made sense. It just nothing really worked tonight. Uh, you had the same top six that we've had over these last few games here. You had Lafreniere with Zibanejad and Buchnevich. You had Ryan Strom centering Panarin and Blackwell. You had, for the third line, this is still really the kid line because... You know, for a while, Lafreniere was on the left wing here on this third line. Recently, him and Kreider have swapped positions, and obviously Kreider was unavailable tonight. So this time, we get Vitaly Krasov taking Kreider's place on the left wing on the third line, and he's out there with Philip Heal and Capo Caco. And then the fourth line, Philip DiGiuseppe finally returns to the lineup. He had been a healthy scratch for 12 consecutive games. I understand that to an extent because the Rangers have obviously been hot down the stretch here. And as a coach, when you're winning games and winning games and winning games, you don't really want to mess with the lineup too much. I mean, I guess... Libor Hayek wishes that was the case because they did take him out of the lineup for seemingly no reason to put Anthony Potato back in there for two games. But be that as it may, you know, generally coaches are going to stick with the same lineup when they're winning games. That has been the case for the Rangers recently. And so now the fourth line, you get Philip DiGiuseppe out there. Of course, he's back in the lineup because Kreider was unable to play. Kevin Rooney's still the center on the fourth line. And Brett Howden moves from the left wing to the right wing. And then the same defense pairings that we've been seeing ever since Jacob Truba got hurt, basically. Libra Hayek and Adam Fox. And then you've got Keandre Miller and Brandon Smith. And finally, Ryan Lindgren and Zach Jones. And like I said, I do think all the line combinations and all the defense pairings made sense, but it just didn't matter. It didn't add up to anything of substance for the New York Rangers. It was just, again, one of those nights where they could not create anything. And something else that kind of bothered me, you know, the Islanders, they're not exactly known as an offensive juggernaut. They win games, uh, low-scoring games, grinded-out kind of games, defensive games. I lost track of how many times in this game the Rangers allowed, specifically Anthony Beauvillier, to just waltz right to the net. I don't know what that was, but there was no resistance. He would get the puck, and basically it was like, just get in there and get your scoring opportunity, bro. And, and you know, Beauvillier did get the one goal. I think he put the puck off the post another time. Uh, again, I, I just don't know what was going on with the Rangers tonight. I think... The Islanders' style of play tends to frustrate the Rangers and maybe even dishearten them to a certain degree, and that's what the Islanders are good at. They're good at dictating terms. They're good at forcing you to play their style of play, but if you're the Rangers, I mean, I think you just got to kind of throw it right back at them. You know, try to win some board battles. Try to pick a fight. I mean, somebody dropped the gloves or something. This is Rangers-Islanders, and it's been a surprisingly... I mean, there were some pushing and shoving and, you know, one or two hits that kind of drawed the ire of the opposing team a couple of times in this game. But I don't know, man. I mean, at some point, somebody's got to do something to try to spark this team. Uh, I know there was a TV timeout late in the second period where David Quinn was, uh, 
you know, I wouldn't really say he was yelling at them. He was kind of yelling toward them, if that makes sense. I don't think it was like anger and fury. I think it was just kind of like, let's go, guys. It's time to pick it up. It's time to stick your nose in there and start playing some New York Ranger hockey. Unfortunately, uh, his words just kind of seemed to fall on deaf ears tonight because the Rangers just never really got it going. And again, this is the third time that I'm saying this this year about a Ranger-Islander game. I think the best line for the Rangers on this night was the fourth line because, again, that's the one line that the Rangers have that can kind of play the Islanders game and throw it right back at them. Play physical, play tough, uh, try to win some board battles, just try to get you know, a dirty goal, a blue-collar goal. They got a couple of opportunities, uh, but that was another thing. There were no second-chance opportunities in this game. It seemed like, you know, the Rangers, the few times that they actually created a good scoring chance, they would work really hard for it. It was usually, you know, the fourth line. They had a couple of chances, but they would put the puck on the net, and there wouldn't be any rebounds. I mean, credit to Varlamov for coming up with the save clean, but no second-chance opportunities to speak of in this game. It's just, if you're an Islander fan, I mean, first of all, I don't know how you watch this team. They are so boring. But, I mean, again, they do what they do effectively. And this is the way you want to see the Islanders playing as the playoffs approach because given everything that happened tonight, it certainly looks like the Islanders are going to be a playoff team. And this is the kind of style that they want to play. And the Rangers, for the second time in the last two games that they played the Islanders, they basically gifted them a get-right game. It's just really disheartening to see. I know playoffs are still a mathematical possibility for the Rangers, and I do believe in fighting to the end. But I will say this, guys. I am a little bit more open at this point. Given that the Rangers are now six points out of the playoffs and they have just five games remaining, I am a little bit more open to calling up some of these prospects. I know uh, there's a certain contingent of Ranger fans that wants to see guys like uh, Tarmo Reunanen, wants to see guys like Morgan Barron. And we're going to talk about that possibility in just a second here. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. I want you guys to imagine for a second just how much different you would be feeling and how much generally better we would all be feeling right now if the Rangers had somehow won this game, let's say in regulation against the Islanders tonight, 
And let's also say that the Sabres could have beaten the Bruins in regulation tonight. And of course, neither one of those things happened. But just think about how much different it would be. So as things stand now, when you combine this Ranger loss to the Islanders with the Bruins win over the Sabres, the Rangers now six points behind the Bruins, seven points behind the Islanders. And again, just five games left for the Blue Shirts. Had the opposite happened, the Rangers won and the Sabres beating the Bruins, the Rangers would now be just two points behind the Bruins. And they would be just three points behind the New York Islanders. That's how much is on the line every night. That's how much it swings one way or another based on the results on any given night. And it's just really unfortunate that it looks like, you know, this could be the final nail in the coffin. I mean, never say never, fight till the end, all that good stuff. But I will say at this point, I mean, I mean, think about it this way. So the Rangers now, like we said, six points behind the Bruins for that fourth and final playoff spot. To make the playoffs... The Rangers would probably have to go 5 and 0 because if they go 5 and 0 that's 10 points. So going 5 and 0, you know, that puts them plus 4 above the Bruins if the Bruins, you know, lose every single game the rest of the way, which seems unlikely. But if the Rangers go 5 and 0, they would basically need the Bruins because the Bruins keep in mind they have 7 games left, not just 5. They would need the Bruins to go 2 and 5 and that would put them in a tie for what I only could assume would be fourth place. And that just doesn't seem very likely to happen. When you look at the remaining schedule for both the Islanders and the Bruins, both teams have four combined games against the Devils and Sabres who just don't win. I mean, they just don't win hockey games. And, I mean, it might be down to three now for the Bruins. I haven't looked at it. I know they played the Sabres tonight, so they might only have three combined games left against those two teams. But you get the idea. Uh, this is a serious uphill battle at this point, and uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be happening. And, again, I will never say never. Don't give up until the very end. I get all that. But given what has now become a very remote chance, seemingly, of the Rangers making the playoffs, I would be more open at this point to the Rangers maybe activating uh, some of these rookies that they're so excited about, getting them a little bit of NHL seasoning under their belts in these last five games here. Guys like Morgan Barron, who has had a really nice season for the Hartford Wolfpack, and guys like Tarmo Rayunanen, who made a cameo for the Rangers this season. He appeared in one game. Uh, the Rangers were... I believe they were dealing with some injuries and maybe just some general ineffectiveness, and the time was just right to put Tarmo Reunin out there on the ice. I think he did fine on that night. He actually got a primary assist on a goal by Artemi Panarin, made a really nice cross-ice pass to the breadman, set him up for a goal. And in addition to that, you know, I, I think he just looked generally comfortable at the NHL level, given that he was a defenseman making his NHL debut. Like I said, he didn't get a lot of ice time, so it's hard to know for sure. Uh, but listen, if you guys... Because I know Ranger fans have been split. You know, go for the playoffs or promote the young guys and get them some seasoning. You could definitely make a strong case for both. But I think at this point, yeah. I mean, if you guys want to see a little bit of Morgan Barron, that's cool. I mean, take Brett Howden out of the lineup, put Morgan Barron into the lineup. And if you guys want to see Tarmo Reunanen uh, playing some blue line for the Rangers down the stretch here, I would imagine it would probably be Libor Hayek who comes out of the lineup. I mean, it pretty much have to either be him or Brennan Smith, although I shouldn't say that because Ryan Lindgren got hurt in this game tonight against the Islanders. We don't know his status yet, and Jacob Trouba is still out of the lineup, so who knows? But if you want to put Tarmo Reunion into the lineup and take somebody else out of the lineup, or you know maybe there's going to be a spot open for him now anyway because Trouba hasn't been able to play recently, and Ryan Lindgren uh, left the game in the third period and did not return. So one way or another, it could make sense to get Reunion some, uh, some time in the NHL level here before this season ends. And here's the other thing. I, I, you know, I keep talking about how, you know, the Rangers, they, they can't give up until it's over. It's never over until it's over. I really do believe teams should fight until the very end. I think it builds character, even if it looks like uh, making the playoffs is just a pipe dream at this point. But you know what? The Rangers can still fight till the very end if they put Morgan Barron into this lineup over somebody like Brett Howden. Who are we kidding? Brett Howden's not coming out of the lineup. They're going to put him into the lineup over Philip DiGiuseppe. That's probably what's going to happen. Um, if Chris Kreider comes back, then maybe 
you know, we have Morgan Barron in the lineup. We have Chris Kreider in the lineup and Phil DiGiuseppe and Brett Howden both come out. But yeah, I don't know. They they just, for one reason or another, Brett Howden is always in this lineup and I don't really think that's going to change at this point. Maybe if you're the Rangers, you hold off for just one more game in activating these guys and getting them into the NHL lineup. You know, Rayunanen and Morgan Barron and whoever else might be in line for, you know, some NHL ice time at the end of the season here. Maybe you see if you can go out there on Saturday and pick up a win against the Islanders. Maybe the Bruins happen to lose on that very same day. And then maybe just maybe you're still in this playoff chase. But you know what? If the Rangers want to uh, activate these kids and give them some run for these last five games here, I got no issues with that. Again, I do believe in fighting to the end but it's looking more and more like uh, the playoffs just aren't going to be happening for this team this year. So it might be time to turn the attention to the future of this team. And one other sequence that I wanted to talk about in this game here before we, you know, pretty much wrap it up. I mean, I realize this is going to be a shorter episode than usual, but anybody who watched that game, you guys know there's really not a whole lot to say about it. There's really nothing positive to take out of it. And anybody who missed this game, uh, believe me, you didn't miss much. But the one other sequence that kind of got the Rangers going on the wrong path in this game was the first goal that the Islanders scored. It was Leo Komarov's first goal of the year. That's another thing. I feel like there's been a lot of players this season that have scored their first goal of the season against the Rangers. And I'm not talking about, you know, the first couple of games. Everybody's getting their first goal out of the way at that point. But I mean, like, as the season has gone on, just random players scoring against the Rangers uh, who are not known for putting the puck in the net. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe it's no more than any other team, but it just seems that way to me. But anyway... Basically, what happens on this play, Mika Zibanejad goes for a line change while the puck is in the neutral zone being possessed by the Islanders, and the Islanders are going into the Rangers' zone. So, obviously, that holds everything up. It leads Leo Komarov wide open. Eberle makes a cross-ice pass to Komarov. Komarov puts it home, and uh, just like that, the Islanders are off and running. They are up one nothing, 6-27 into the action there. So, in the first period alone, you had two bad offensive zone penalties against both Panarin and Buchtevich, and you also had a miscue by Mika Zibanejad. So the Rangers, you know, they play the Islanders again on Saturday, and they're going to need a lot more from their star players. I think that pretty much goes without saying. I would also anticipate that the Rangers will turn to Alex Georgiev between the pipes. Uh, for Igor Shesterkin, look, he didn't get any help tonight. I think we know that. He gave up the three goals. The fourth one was an empty netter. Uh, but it just hasn't really worked out so well for him against the Islanders this season. And with Alex Georgiev, you have somebody who's a little bit of an Islander killer. And I think after you lose a game in the kind of fashion that the Rangers lost this game here tonight, I think it's time to try to do something different in the next game and go with the guy in Alex Georgiev who, like we've talked about many times on here, for one reason or another, he just seems to own the New York Islanders through his career. So I'd be very surprised if they don't give uh, Alex Georgiev the next crack at the Islanders here. But that's going to pretty much do it for tonight, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.